Greetings, friends and family. It is the weekend of September the 6th, and I hope that you and yours are doing well. Over the last several weeks, we've been looking at the book of Ephesians, Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus. And the first week, we said that we have been adopted by God through Jesus Christ. And we looked at Ephesians 1, verses 4 through 9. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely lavished us in the one he loves. The second week we said that because of this adoption, we were once outsiders, but we're now insiders with God's chosen people. Because of Jesus Christ, we become part of the chosen and we said, Ephesians chapter 2, 12 through 13 and verse 19, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. The third week, we said that at some point in, in life and in our journey with Jesus, the pavement is going to end, so to speak. The road is going to get rough. It's not a matter of if, it's, it's just when. And so our, we are striving for maturity. We need to be mature. We, we need to be humble. And it seems to always begin, humility that is, on our knees, when we submit to the holy other. In Ephesians chapter 3, 14 um, through 18 reads, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. And I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And then last week we said that we've all been given different gifts, and these gifts are for each other. They are for the body, for our community. Our relationship with Jesus, in fact, is in fact personal, but it's not private. We're called to resemble a team, to be unified. One, our individuality is in our unique giftedness, which we pour in and provide back and worship to a holy God as we live life together as one. And Ephesians 4 verse 2 says, be, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. <clears throat> so this way we look at Ephesians, the end of chapter 4 actually, and beginning with chapter 5. You know, Ephesians chapter 5 has all sorts of instructions and very practical ways to live out our life in Christ. But often within the church, these instructions have become the thing and not the way to live in response to the thing, to Jesus, who is always the answer. Or in some situations and in some churches, these things have become somehow negotiable as if we somehow know better or are more enlightened than a holy God. Yeah, the, these things are here for our protection. They are a hedge surrounding us for our benefit. After all, we've learned, as we just said in Ephesians, that we've, we've learned that we are predestined for adoption, 
that we are changed from outsiders to insiders, that humility begins on our knees before a holy God, and that we're placed in the body where we are to keep unity while working within our giftedness. So we come to chapter 5 that says really hard things like, but among you there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving instead. For you were once darkness, but you're now in, you are now, you now, but now, excuse me, you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, having nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Then there are these instructions for Christian households, for covenant Christian marriage. But all of this, all of chapter 5, hinges on our being teachable in verse 1 of chapter 5. So this week we want to look at chapter 4 of Ephesians, beginning with verse 29 through the second verse of chapter 5. Let me read. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Let me pray. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be wholly pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. It is amazing how much stuff we have. I mean all of us. And nothing points this out more than moving or some big, hey, let's clean out the garage this weekend project. I am, I am always amazed at some of the things I find. Some things I know about, some, some I had forgotten. You know, I have these items from, from my youth in this keepsake box, things that I have not used, seen, touched, or smelled in years, still things I would never throw away. And then in a box, I have some letters from my, from my past. I have, I have some old letters from, from my wife, Amy. From, from my parents. I have from my grandmothers who would send me birthday cards with a dollar bills in them from old friends. I hold on to these letters. And sometimes, and I'm not really sure what spurs it on, I, I'll, I'll take them out and I'll read them. And I feel loved and I feel cherished. And maybe more importantly, I feel known. We find strange things when we begin to look for them. It's true when we open boxes, and it's true when we open the scriptures. The Bible contains these letters. I've heard it said, and I know you have too, that we can read the Bible like a newspaper, or we can read the Bible like a love letter. The news of the world, it hardens us. We stand apart from it. It divides us. It separates us. But a love letter calls us into a relationship. And that's the spirit of Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus, the book of Ephesians. These letters call us to a way of life. And do our words then build others up? Are they edifying? Are they grace to those who receive them? 
We put away an old life and take on a new life. We imitate God and live in love, remembering that Christ loved us and gave himself for us. Paul speaks in this passage about gentleness. It is sometimes translated tenderness or, or even meekness. One of the best meanings I think I've come across is this. Gentleness is a teachable spirit. It's a life that's not hardened. Like that baseball glove that's now stiff and inflexible, almost dry rotted because it's been in your closet for the last 25 years. Gentleness is a life still, still being shaped and molded like clay in the hands of a potter. One sign that the Holy Spirit is growing in our lives is a basic quality of gentleness, of humility, a teachable spirit. We have something to learn. We have so much to learn. Are we open to receiving? Well, this is a sign that God is present in our lives because this is consistent with the very nature of God. This is the way God comes to us in humility, in weakness, in vulnerability. Any relationship of love requires that we open ourselves to all kinds of things, love and joy, pain and suffering, delight, laughter, despair, tears. And it would be easy to shut out all of that and say, I don't need Jesus or, hey, you know, I I can figure out life on my own. And God could overpower us and force us in the blink of a nanosecond into obedience. But God speaks not with thunder and lightning, but in a still, small voice. God comes in meekness and gentleness and humility. The power of God is weakness and humility. It is the core of the gospel. Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called both Jews and Gentiles, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 23 through 24. And Paul goes further. God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. That's 1 Corinthians 1, 25. You see, the gentle power of God always comes to us as a gift, like a $1 bill inside an envelope, which communicates a profound truth that we're loved, we're known, we're valued, we're remembered. We open this love letter and we are reminded that Christ loved us and gave himself for us on a cross, the ultimate sign of weakness and humility. And a teachable spirit allows the reality of God's love to come into our lives. That changes us. And the change, friends, is difficult. Because there is a lot about the old life that I like. There's a lot about the old life that we like and we desperately cling to. Maybe we like to be in control. Maybe we don't want to appear to be weak. Perhaps we just can't let go of a grudge or bitterness or anger or resentment. Maybe we just have to be right all the time. Maybe we've become hardened because it was the way we learned to survive. Maybe we're disappointed with God and and we've built up a wall and we intellectually believe. But if we're honest, we're certainly not sure if we trust. But a teachable spirit is like opening the window and allowing the wind to come in and move over us. There are a number of words for what this is like. 
surrender, yielding, trusting. There is a power to help us surrender. There is a prayer in the Methodist denomination that echoes the prayers of Jesus in the garden. These are, these are those words. I am no longer my own, but thine. Put me to what thou wilt, rank with me whom thou wilt. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed for thee, or laid aside for thee, exalted for thee, or brought low for thee. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have absolutely nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposable. I am no longer my own, but thine. That is surrender. That is gentleness. That is a teachable spirit. And when the spirit of gentleness is growing in our lives, we care less and less about success or significance. We become living sacrifices, as Paul writes in Romans 12. We have been crucified with Christ as Paul would later write to the Galatians, continuing, it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. Galatians 2, 20. That's a teachable spirit. It is that teachable spirit that allows us to be edifying, to be able to read a chapter four, Ephesians chapter 4, 29 through 5, 2, and to not let any unwholesome talk come out of our mouths, but only what is helpful for, for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen, and not grieving the Holy Spirit of God with whom we were sealed for the day of redemption. It helps us to get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. It helps us to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave us. It helps us to follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. As we close today, I want to read as a benediction, Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen and amen. Until we are together again, beloved, may God hold us all in the hollow of his hand.